0: Hey, it's Jamin Fraser, and you're listening to The Insecurity Project. This podcast is a mixture of interviews with experts, authors, and individuals who've gone on to do great things in their life by overcoming their own insecurity. You'll also hear one-on-one coaching sessions with people who are willing to be vulnerable and share their own journey with the world. Also, you'll hear 10-Minute Tuesday, which is a chance for me to deliver high-quality personal development content to help you in your own journey hope you find the podcast useful. Now on to today's show. Hey, it's Jamin. It's 10 minute Tuesday time. Today we're exploring the idea of relationship rules. Now, I'm a big fan of principles and frameworks and just shortcuts, I suppose. And I think that's how our brain is wired. It's always looking for patterns. It's always looking for simple solutions so it doesn't have to recreate the wheel or solve the same problem again and again and again. If there's a principle, a pattern, a framework that works, well our brain loves to store that information so it can use it again in the future. But it's only useful if you are aware of what it was you did well. If you're not aware of how you got the result, you don't get to use it. So love frameworks. Here is a relationship framework that I think it works really well. I you know, to be honest, I think uh you know to succeed in any area of your life, all you need is the right framework, the proven framework. And then a willingness to stick in that framework until it gets you the results you're looking for. So when I observe people who do relationships really well, you know, who don't just have an arrangement, but who still have got the heat, they still enjoy each other's company, it's still vibrant and alive. And and I'm talking about romantic relationships primarily, but this can be applied to any relationship but they are fresh and vibrant and alive. These are the things that they do differently. And I think you can uh, start this framework by thinking about four questions to solve any relationship issue. And we'll, we'll focus on marriage as the key example to apply these tools. The first question is, what do we agree about? So typically, couples disagree on the lowest level of disagreement so the things that they're never going to agree on things that they've always thought are true they've seen modeled by their parents and their parents or it's just the way they are their personality type uh, you know they're just things that you know they're probably never going to change on so uh, to argue about those kind of things is not a great idea and likely to result in lots of tension and disagreement yet there's always a highest agreement there's always something you do agree on if you can chunk up high enough Uh This is a great conflict negotiation strategy, a conflict resolution strategy used by great negotiators. So, for instance, if we were to apply this to Palestine, Israel, really go global on it, uh, at at the highest level, um, you know, they're just people. They just want to live a a peaceful life, raise their kids in happiness and prosperity. You know, they're brothers, they want exactly the same thing yet on the lowest level of disagreement all they can remember is hang on you bombed us now we're going to bomb you and then oh you bombed us so we're going to bomb you back You know, so um, find the highest level of agreement, so in a romantic relationship uh, the best question for that is hang on do you love me do, do you love me because if you love me then and I love you then we're on the same team and we want the same things, so wh- whatever you want to do, the key to the first principle is to get on the same team to, to find what it is that you agree about and to find the highest level of that agreement so that you can realize that you want the same thing because if you love each other then what you want is for the other person to be happy you don't want to hurt them and and what you want is for this relationship to continue so being on the same team means then you can negotiate if you try and negotiate or resolve conflict being on opposite teams then it's just tit for tat throwing barbs launching bombs Fighting on the things you you don't ever agree on, or you're never, you're not likely to see eye to eye about. The second question is: Are you an adult? So once you've got on the same team, then negotiate as an adult. Don't don't negotiate as a child. Hold each other to a high standard of negotiation, and using the word adult, I'm I'm using the presupposition that adults uh, can be responsible for their actions. They can have a rational conversation. They can be creative. They can think win-win. They can actually listen and understand. You know, a childish response is, oh, no, no, I'm not listening. La, 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 la. You know, No, I don't even understand what you're saying. It's like, no, 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 you're an adult. Just stop. Listen. I'll have a turn to speak, and then you can understand, and then you can have a turn to speak. Uh, It doesn't have to be complicated. We can be adults about this. We don't have to have a really emotional conversation, a really circular conversation, we can stop here and, and be responsible for our response and our emotion. We can be responsible for our part in this mess. The fact that you know blame and excuse is not, a, is not an adult way of approaching anything. We always have a part to play. We always have contributed to the, to the situation in some way, shape or form. It's never entirely the other person's fault. Third question, am I the price? So question one, do you love me? Question two, are you an adult? third question, am I the prize? So uh, the law of scarcity says we want what we can't have. So in a romantic relationship, each individual starts out as the prize. They start out as the object of attraction, the object of desire, the, the wanton thing that you will do whatever it takes to capture, to woo and pursue so that they might be yours. They are the prize. Now, sometimes when a couple Uh, get through that courting stage, one or the other party stop being the prize. And one person has all the power and the other person becomes needy and desperate. So the question is, hang on a minute, um, when did you stop being the prize? Because the moment you stop being the prize you lose all power of negotiation. Whatever is freely accessible, you can do whatever with. We only make changes for the stuff that Um, is exclusive and of high value and things that are hard to get so if you show up needy and desperate you lose every day of the week in any relationship setting ever in the history of the world you want to negotiate go be the prize now this is really important right because it relates to this insecurity project because it's impossible to be the prize while living out of great personal insecurity Because that always manifests in neediness. That always says, I need you to like me. I need you to approve of me. I need you to say things that are kind about me. And I can't offend you because you might take all those things away from me that I need. Whereas someone who's secure says, do you know what? I, I know that I have value and worth. I know that I'm a good person. I know that I deserve to be treated well. So look, if you don't want to be the person that treats me well... Well, then someone else will. In fact, they're lining up out here waiting to be the person who gets to love me. So if you don't want to be that person, that's sad for you. I will not lose because I am the prize. The moment you position yourself like that, it's not, it's not a tricky thing to do. It's not a deceptive thing to do. It's a, it's a very powerful thing to do. And it actually drives attraction. It's what started the attraction in the first place and it's what continues it. Two individual people who understand their independence, their individual value and worth, and who own the prize frame. Am I the prize? Are you the prize? Great. Well, then it's never, ever okay to treat each other less than the prize. It demands you negotiate up. It demands you negotiate as adults the win win rather than lose lose. You know, sometimes you could go, oh, well, you're not getting what you want, but I'm not getting what I want either. Well, we're both unhappy. Well, then fine. You know, at least no one won. But if you're both the prize, that's never going to work. It just demands high quality solutions where both people are very happy. And the fourth question is all about the leverage that you've got uh, and it's who's the one with the problem. So if you can't solve the issue with those first three questions, do you love me? Are you an adult? Am I the prize? The fourth question is is a really cool one. It's who's the one with the problem? Now, an example that you may have heard me share this before if you've heard any of my content on this subject is uh, about vacuum cleaning so um, you know my wife was upset that I wasn't doing enough vacuum cleaning it's my my role to be the support player at the moment she's working full-time I'm on domestic duties um, while I'm running my business and it's her turn to really you know be a career woman so you know I've got I've got to take step it up I wasn't doing enough vacuuming now she's disappointed she thinks oh, I've dropped the ball I don't think I've dropped the ball I think the house looks clean I've done as much vacuuming as I think I should but it's not to her standard so she'll, she'll tell me can you do some vacuuming I'll think yeah I've done the vacuuming so I, I don't, I'm not inclined to do any more vacuuming than I have already done so who's the one with the problem right well it's actually her I don't have a problem and because I don't have a problem there's zero motivation to change so what I instructed her to do was to make it my problem Because until it's my problem, until I'm the one with the problem about vacuuming, I have zero motivation to change. Even if I love her, even if I treat her as a prize, I still think in my man view of the world that the house is clean. I will not do as much vacuuming as she wants until it becomes my problem. Until she says, okay, well, this is important to me, and I'm not just nagging about something insignificant. A clean house is very, very important for my state or whatever. So, okay, this is how I'd like the vacuuming done. And if it's not done like that, here are the consequences. Now, then it becomes my problem. Then, then there's pain inflicted, and I have a reason to do something that I didn't want to do. Now, obviously, that's got to work both ways. Obviously, there's things that she's never going to change because she doesn't think think the need to change, but they're important to me. So if I understand that I'm the prize, and I deserve to be treated well, and it is important enough, important enough then I have to make it her problem. Otherwise, it will never get changed. Uh, The moment you actually, say it once, walk away, and are willing to enforce the consequences, well, we're actually one-time learners. We are 100% responsible for training others how to treat us by what we allow and what we deny. So if you do not like the way you're being treated, stop blaming the other person and realize you're the one training them. You're the one training them that it's okay by enforcing zero consequences. If you want change, say this is how it's going to be. Enforce the consequence. The word manipulate means to handle skillfully. This is a great, clever way of manipulating, and and I think great couples they manipulate each other well. They handle each other very, very skillfully. They know how to get leverage. They know how to have fun with this. They know how to both win. They know how to both get treated beautifully. They know how to cause each other to to adapt and grow, and um, you know really love each other very, very at a very high quality standard so that's 10 minute Tuesday for this week it's simple and hard as all the good stuff is I'm sure you're thinking hang on a minute this is a lot more complicated than that well no complicated is always a hideout if it's complicated then oh who knows how to fix it who knows what to do you know if your situation really complicated you know like, oh if you just understood what it's like in our relationship yeah it's a bit different well then you don't have to do anything you can stay in that dysfunction and hide behind the things you don't want to change as well but it's actually not complicated it's just really hard if you want a great relationship, it doesn't come easily. Um, it is simple and hard. And these are four great questions. Do you love me? Are you an adult? Am I the prize? Who's the one with the problem? That you can apply to any situation that you're facing, any challenge, any problem in your marriage, in your relationship. And beyond that, you can apply it to other relationships, work, family, friends, and you can create change. I hope that's useful. I'll talk to you again soon. You've been listening to The Insecurity Project. If you're interested in finding out more about dealing with your own insecurity, check out the 30-day online Overcoming Insecurity Bootcamp. It combines high-quality frameworks with one-on-one coaching to help you eradicate the fear of not being good enough and give yourself permission to really flourish in life. For more information, check out JaminFraser.com.